We're glad you're listening to Rama for Today. Well, his wife came. She fell down and started, you know, by the bed to cry. And he said, he's no he's crying. I'm not going to die. <laughs> well, yeah, but now the doctor, well, he said, I don't care what the doctor said. So he, in this 10-day period that they gave him to live, instead of growing worse and worse and worse and finally dying, he kept getting better every day, getting better every day, getting better every day, and getting better every day, getting better every day. And they said, well, we don't understand. After the 10 days he didn't die, they started running tests on his liver. And they said, well, we don't understand it. It was operating, you know, functioning about 10%. It's up functioning now about uh, 60%. And then they'd run tests every day or two. And it was 70%. It was 80%. It was 90%. Finally, it's functioning normally. And they began then to run other tests on him. He couldn't find a trace of it. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, How to Increase Your Spiritual Effectiveness, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Begin to study God's Word, you can absolutely be fearless. Hallelujah. And you can say, I can do all things in Him today, bless God, and tomorrow and every other day. No, when the spiritual initiative in one's life is low, you will never hear one say, Greater is He that's in me than the forces that surround me. I know, uh, you know, that's First John 4, 4. It said, greater is he that's in me than he is in the world. Well, that's the forces that surround you, aren't they? I don't know. It just helps me to say it that way. I said, that just helps me to say it that way. Praise God. I always, for, for years, practiced this. And no matter what I faced, and you face a lot of things. And from the natural standpoint, you feel so inadequate. But we're not going by our natural abilities. But I found that it helped me greatly, praise God, to ahead of time, before I came up on the situation, so to speak. I knew it's coming. Just to make my confession, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. The greater one's in me. Hallelujah. And just lean on him, trust in him. And it's amazing then how quickly you can get through some hard places. Praise the Lord. Because you're just, you're just sort of leaning back on him. And he's greater than any force you face. And he's greater than any power you face. And he's greater than any test you face. And he's greater than any enemy that you face. And he's greater than demons. And he's greater than sickness. And he's greater than disease. I think about uh, we folks who believe in divine healing. You know, have to encourage one another almost to believe. To act on God's word. Uh, but I was reading the testimony of a, of a, several years ago of an admiral in the Navy, and and the testimony was uh, was sworn to by the Secretary of Navy as being truth. You see, here this man they discovered. You see that he had cancer, and his his liver is uh, just about eaten up. It's about gone. It's only functioned about ten uh, percent. 
and you can't live. I mean, he just, well, they just actually in the government hospital put him in the ward where all the terminal cases are. And he said they... The, the, the atmosphere was so in there of fear and death was so dense that it seemed like if he had had a knife, he could just cut a chunk of it out. The very atmosphere, you see, is dense, filled with fear, filled with death. Just hang over it, you know, like a cloud. And so they told him, said, now you've got about 10 days at the most to live. If you made a will, you need to make a will. need to get his wife. And so his wife, they called her and she came. Because he is in the hospital one place, she is another place. But he said, I lay there that night. There's a man, grown man, you see, on, on a bed beside me. There's a ward, you see. And, uh, and talking to him, and, and that fellow, you know, he had terminal cancer also. In the nighttime, I heard him crying. But he said, I said, first of all, to myself, well, you know, I... Uh, I'm not in fellowship with God, but I knew God when I was a kid. Went to the denominational church. But he said, I knew God. When I was 13 years old, I made a commitment to God. I was born again. But then he backslid all these years, never walked in the light of what he knew. So he said, the first thing I did was get back in fellowship with God. And I knew he took me back. I had peace on the inside of me. He never heard anybody ever say anything about divine healing because he hadn't even been in church for years. But he said, God, there's not anything too hard for you. And I know this much, that you're, you're, you're greater and bigger than this cancer. <laughs> it's just easy for you to heal this cancer. It would be to heal a headache. And I just don't believe that it's the will of God, that it's your will for me to be cut off here in the midlife, so to speak. I, I can't believe that. And I'm just going to pray and ask you to heal me. That's a very simple matter for you. And I just thank you for it. Just, just very, he said, just a very dry prayer, very, but very sincere. Well, his wife came. She fell down and started, you know, by the bed to cry. And he said, there's no use crying. I'm not going to die. <laughs> well, yeah, but now the doctor, well, he said, I don't care what the doctor said. So he, in this 10-day period that they gave him to live, instead of growing worse and worse and worse and finally dying, he kept getting better every day and 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 getting better every day. And they said, well, we don't understand. After the 10 days he didn't die, they started running tests on his liver. And they said, well, we don't understand it. It was operating, you know, functioning about 10%. It's up functioning now about uh, 60%. And then they'd run tests every day or two. And it was 70%. It was 80%. It was 90%. Finally, it was functioning normally. And they began then to run other tests on him. They couldn't find a trace of it. It had all disappeared. He not only had cancer in the liver, you know, but spleen, I don't know, several other places in his body. They'd all, it all disappeared. Had some, had, had some malignant tumors, and they'd all disappeared. Well, their, their, their story was that it went into remission. We don't understand why it did, but it did. If it doesn't come back, if it doesn't break out somewhere else in two years while well, you're home free, two years afterwards while well, he is home free, praise God, couldn't find a trace of it. But I thought about the faith of that man, the initiative of that man, 
having never had any teaching, having never heard anybody say anything about anything like that. But you know, his thinking was right. God's greater. Hallelujah. God's greater. That was his thought. You're greater. You're bigger than this cancer. You're greater. Well, thank God he didn't know about what the Bible said. Yeah, I guess he found out about it later. But we know that that greater one's on the inside of us. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So we can say greater is he that's in us than the forces that are around about us. I don't care what there may be facing us. He's greater than he's in me. Well, what's he doing in me? I've asked that question for many years. If he, is he just excess baggage for me to carry through life? Just another burden for me to bear? No, he's in there to help me. And you know what I've found out? I've discovered. You see, when I make that initiative in prayer, praise God and, and will not lose that initiative in boldness, in those hard places, and they come, they're going to come, I found out every single time he rises up in me. I wish I knew how to describe it. It's sort of like the old Scotsman said, it's better felt than telt. <laughs> but from somewhere way down in here, he rises up in me. I can feel him. And it gives illumination to my mind, direction to my spirit. Hallelujah to Jesus. And you experienced that a few times. You're almost, instead of, instead of grumbling and a fussing about a hard place, you're almost out looking for one. <laughs> Amen. Because there's no opportunity to put him to work out here when things are lovely and everything's just fine. No opportunity. You see, then you, you, you get beyond the place we say, well, why did this happen to me? No, you rejoice when the test comes. You, you rejoice in the hard places. You praise God. You just say, well, this is another opportunity. You, you, you begin to shout when your pockets are empty and you don't have any money in the bank either. Begin to shout. That's God. Here's another opportunity to prove God. Here's another opportunity to prove him faithful. Here's another opportunity for me to exercise my faith. It won't grow without exercise. Amen. See, I think sometimes people have thought, here and we faith teachers teach, you know, that if you believe God and you have faith, well, you're just always just going to float through life, like I said, on flowery beds of ease, and everything's always going to be hunky-dory. You know what I mean by that expression? You're never going to have any tests, never have any trials. You're just going to float on through, you know. And uh, you don't, your, your faith's not developed just by hearing the word only. Are you listening to me? It's by you practicing the word that you hear. The Bible talks about being doers of the word. And so your faith couldn't grow. Sure, we talk about faith. We're talking about the way out. We're talking about how to get the victory. We're not saying that you don't, if you have faith, you're not going to have any tests. You're not going to have any trials. You're not going to have any opposition. 
Certainly not. That would be foolishness and presumption. But you see, the way your faith's going to grow and the way your faith's going to be exercised, the way you're going to develop your prayer life is to develop it. Praise God. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with the two-CD set from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, Hold Fast to the Word. Also from Kenneth Hagan, the four-CD set, Man's Impossibility, God's Possibility. All this for the special price of $25. That's $17 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. We do Living Faith Crusades. Yes. We're starting, our schedule starts in January. January, yes. But if you want to know where we're going to be throughout the year, just go visit rhema.org and you can see our upcoming itinerary and mm-hmm. where we're going to be. If we're coming into your area, we yes. want you to come in, out and see us. And, That's right. And tell us, hey, I'm a partner. I watch the television broadcast because we like to talk to those we people. Do. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message on how to increase your spiritual effectiveness. That's tomorrow on Rema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.